All right, guys, Eric Paul is in here. Going to give you guys the core plays for the Arnold Palmer Invitational. I said that correctly. Going to give you the core plays. So going to go back to kind of the regular um, video production content schedule that 9to5 did all of last year, which is going to be core plays video out on Monday. Tuesday is going to be the betting focus picks, okay? So instead of kind of breaking down the main video into kind of the picks video and the core plays video, just going to do that all in one for you guys on Monday. And then just real quick as well, we are going to do the discord challenge giveaway, whatever you want to call it again this week and going over last week's winner, it was Josh Ginger and then also big red thoughts. Got to give it to him. He went out of his way to really promote nine to five on YouTube and then on Twitter as well. So he wasn't actually the random winner, but you know, really anytime anyone goes out of their way to help nine to five, I appreciate that. So going to give him, you know, a bonus giveaway for the discord chat. So those two are going to be sent a link, um, for the discord chat. They'll get the discord link there. So look for that. So yeah, once again, we'll have that contest again. So pretty much all it is, is that if you leave a comment, like the video, um, pretty much just say who your favorite pick is or kind of what your process is going to be this week. You guys will get entered into that contest and a winner will be selected at random. So let's get into the picks for this week, guys. All right, guys, just get into that quick recap of last week. So the WGC event kind of went how it always does, where, you know, you have two out of four really solid rounds. For me, it was the Thursday and then the Sunday rounds were really, you know, quite good. But the third or the Friday and Saturday rounds were not as good. Um, overall, kind of a push week. The high exposure plays did really well. Had Webson's and Brooks in contention and the other guys in that high exposure range did well. The problem with last week was that the core plays did not come through, which in the WGC event, if that happens, not going to be a good week. But last week for the Puerto Rico Open, one of the best weeks probably that we'll have all year very solid week overall really sucks that it wasn't treated as like a a normal uh week uh contest wise because it would have been a massive week still it was a solid week puerto rico open wise um not really going to get that much better of a week player pool wise than what we did for the puerto rico open but hopefully we can get that for the api because the api has been one of the better tournaments for nine to five in the past it is a course that plays much more difficult if you guys missed the sunday video pretty much the coverage of that the breakdown of that is that this is a hard course so we're going to be looking at bogey avoidance you need to be hitting the ball accurately so we're going to look at ball striking those are kind of the two key stats this week and then um i typically look at greens gained or greens in regulation for this tournament i want to dial that in a little bit more so i actually made my own stat once again it's kind of been the theme of 2021 gonna go with greens gained it is kind of like a nine to five stat only a little bit different if someone else has that it's gonna be a little bit different with nine to five because i'm really focusing on just players that are getting the ball in a good position um leading to their putts or kind of the chip off the fringe there for uh greens gained. but let's get into the course overview for this week all right, so just looking over, this is a course where I would say that course history does matter. The players that have played this course typically tend to play better at it. So first in course history is actually Sanjay M, two straight top five finishes. Roy McRoy, uh, four straight top six finishes. He is absolutely elite at this golf course. Um, and then that being said as well, it is nice to see that he obviously played well last week down the stretch finally came into some form so he might be a player that some people get on uh keith mitchell actually two uh straight t6 finishes or better mark leishman no surprise this guy typically does play well at these tougher course events he's had a first a seventh a 23rd and a second place finish francesco molinari actually kind of popping up as well a little bit shocked there but former winner 26 and a seventh place finish got luke list as well kind of surprising a 10th a 7th 17th and then just kind of 
we can see the rest of the players here in the top 10. One surprising thing is that Terrell Hatton, last year's winner, ranks out 22nd in course history. That kind of tells you the quality of field that we have in terms of players in this player pool with good course history. Now he has a first, 29th. He's getting really knocked by that 69th place finish in 2018, but he also has a fourth place finish as well. So obviously he has great course history as well. Now let's get into the players that currently have some good recent form. All right, so just pulling up the players that are in good recent form. And for me, this is just going to be the last six events. We look at Victor Hovlin, a fifth, a second, and 31st place finish. Been playing some spectacular golf. You look at Paul Casey as well. Paul Casey, to me, very tough to pass up on him this week. And we'll touch on that a little bit later on. But a fifth and an eighth place finish for his recent form. That's spectacular. You look at Matthew Fitzpatrick. He has been playing well as well. Louis Oosthuizen, kind of coming on strong here as of late. He's a spectacular play. Max Homa, a winner two weeks ago. He actually went out and played well last week as well. He's going to be a player that I'm going to be on again this week. And then just kind of rounding it out, Francesco Molinari, actually, Terrell Hatton, I think he's going to be a play that we go back to. Cameron Davis is kind of wrapping up that top 10. And then Mark Leishman, once again, kind of rounding out the top 10 as well. Um, going to be some names that we just end up on a lot, I think, this week are the players here. So just going based off of what we already touched on for Kind of key stats for this week. Key stats this week are going to be focusing on bogey avoidance, ball striking, just players that are hitting the ball well, and then just getting to the green effectively. It's, that's a good that's a good name for it. Uh, effective greens and regulation. Oh, man. There's the 9 to 5 stat. Let's go, baby. Um, I like that. That's good. Effective greens and regulation. Because it's not exactly greens gained, effective greens and regulation. There we go. 9 to 5 prep for it proprietary stat for you guys. Um, but just terms of who are the best stat rank plays, actually no surprise, Sanjay M, typically always a good stat rank play. Here are some surprises to me. Cameron Tringale popping up top five. Um, really, that's just because he doesn't really have a weakness in this game. All of his stats are T53 or better. Same thing for Sam Burns. That might surprise some people if they haven't really been paying attention, but he's really been a top five stat fit really this whole year. So to me, that's not really shocking. Uh, Patton Kazire kind of popping up seventh, best stat fit in the field. With him, he also really doesn't have any real weakness, only stroke scan total, which for me is going to be a secondary stat. He ranks 92nd in that. That's his worst stat. And then really just rounding off the top 10, Matthew Naismith, uh, a value play, really strong stat fit as well. Um, if he could just putt, this dude would be an elite golfer, but he has really struggled putting, but still top three in stroke scan total and ball striking as well. So he's a guy that I like a lot as a play this week, value-wise. But let's get into the picks for this week. Once again, guys, going to be going over the picks and then highlighting the core plays as well in this video. So let's get into it. All right, guys, so getting to the high tier range here, um, in an attempt to streamline it, I'm going to go back to the old formula of just going over the top four picks at each price point range and then going on from there. So we can just look at it. So Rory McIlroy does have, he's an incredible play this week. We'll just put it that way. Phenomenal course history, fifth, sixth, first, and fourth place finish. Now, yes, the stats are not exactly there, but we can kind of see what's happening there. He kind of has been struggling putting, and he hasn't really been avoiding those bogeys, okay? So if that does occur again this week, he's going to be struggling. But he does have phenomenal course history. This is a course where course history does tend to matter. Um, we kind of see that if a player plays well here, they tend to play well here again. Um, recent form-wise, he did have that miscut to Genesis, but really came back strong. He probably needed that miscut mentally to say, all right, let's reset, let's go. Had the top 10 finish last week. Um, overall, I don't mind him as a play, but I, you know we might not need to pay up for him because we got someone like Terrell Haddon here who Terrell Haddon 
you know, phenomenal course history here. Four straight make cuts here in a row. He's a top 14 stat fit play, but you look at total driving, ball striking, that's there. Bogey avoidance, that's there. Strokes gain total, 21st in that. Total putting, fourth in that. And then effective greens and regulation. Effective greens gain, there we go. 48th in that. So top 14 stat fit as a whole. Recent form wise, you know, he hasn't had that many starts in the PGA Tour recently, but 22nd place finish last week. That was solid. It was nice to see him come over to the america usa usa florida if you will uh last week and have a solid finish so yeah i like to roll as a play this week and then sanjay m he might be tough for me to pass up on he is the ideal stat fit he's first stat fit play this week his lowest stat that we're looking at is 37th and par 5 scoring so everything else is you know solid and he ranks fifth in total driving ninth in uh, ball striking as well so he's great and always the best play this week. And we, we, we can see why. 28th finish last week, 17th finish the week before that, 32nd, 12th, and then a 52nd place finish, which wasn't that good. But still, on a bad week for him to make the cut, that's phenomenal. We saw him last week trending in the right direction to be in contention to win. You know, he could easily go ahead and close this one out. And then Paul Casey as well. Paul Casey has been playing some great golf. Now, he hasn't had a start here really in the last four years, except for 2017, where he had that 30, 41st place finish. One surprising thing with Paul Casey, he's not really putting terribly. You know, he ranks 76 in total putting. Where he can be a little bit better is par 5 scoring, 126 in that. That's kind of why he's getting knocked a bit um, for stat rank, where he ranks 13th, which, you know, not too bad. We'll take that. But he is checking all the boxes, guys. Uh, fifth place finish most recently and eighth place finish as well. Paul Casey, to me, just a standout play for me this week. He's going to be a core play. I just don't see myself being able to pass up on him. Kind of a safe play in terms of making the cut. He has a 75% chance to make the cut, which this week, not that bad. I like him a lot as a play. Um... Just at that price point, it's going to be tough for me to pass up on him as a play. All right, guys. So now moving on into the mid-tier price point range, I'm going to start off with Max Homa here, actually. Now, yes, his stats really still aren't there just yet, but they are starting to really affect his overall stat rank each week. You know, a couple of weeks ago, he was like one of the worst in the field in stat rank. So we can tell that he has been getting better stat fit-wise. Still on the tour this season, he isn't really graying out too well, but, you know, we know just based off recent performances that he has been playing a lot better than what the stats would say. And even with that, he still ranks out top 16 in the model this week. He had a 24th place finish here last year at this course, and the dude has just been in phenomenal recent form. The only worry with him that I can find this week is that people might worry about his burnout. You know, he's played in one, two, three, four, five, five six straight events honestly it wouldn't surprise me if he decides to withdraw this week although you know why quit on something good that you have going you know the second 22nd place finish last week first and seventh it's going to be tough for people to really beat that um you know i wish he was a little bit better stat rank but we know just based off of knowledge that he is playing much better than that then we look at Sam Burns, who actually ranks out uh, with a 70% chance to make the cut. You know, just slightly worse than Paul Casey there. Sam Burns, to me, is going to be another core play for us again this week. Just tracking all the boxes. He is the fourth best stat rank in the field. And why? His lowest stat that we're looking at is bogey avoidance, 72nd in that. You know, if he can just minimize his bogeys this week, he's going to be a phenomenal play. 35th in total driving, 17th in ball striking, 22nd in strokes gain total, 13th in total putting, uh, 25th in par 5 scoring, 4th in green effective greens gain. So yeah, he really just seems like a great play. We look at the recent form, 3rd, 39th, 2nd, 18th, missed cut. So it does suck that he didn't win at the Genesis Invitational, but you know, typically we don't like to play guys that have just come off of a victory. And so maybe that'll help him this week. You know, we don't have to worry about him kind of losing that mental edge this week. You know, 
Three straight make cuts here at the scores. Checking all the boxes. Sam Burns to me is going to be a phenomenal play. Then we look at Mark Leishman. So Mark Leishman, I do like as well. Once again, going back to it, this is a course where if you have good course history, you tend to play better. That's just how it goes. So his worst start here is uh, in the last four years was 23rd in 2019 every other start has been t7 or better look recent form wise could be a little bit better but in terms of making the cut that will do for us 39th 32nd 18th and fourth now not the best at rank play uh he you know total driving ball striking 165th and 188th not good in that bogey avoidance 98th so there are some signs to kind of have some hesitation with mark leishman this week and that's probably why his price at 8.2 but for me that's a great price point i'm going to take that any day of the week he still grades out top 11 in the model this week so i think he's a phenomenal play and then finishing out the mid-tier here jason kolkrak so jason kolkrak has made three out of four cuts here miscut in 2018 after that a 10th place finish in 2019 and a 18th place finish in 2020 we know with uh jason Kolkrak, he really had that career year last year or two years ago in 2019 kind of fell off a little bit last year and now he looks to be back in kind of that same jason Kolkrak form that we've come to kind of expect from him so a ninth place finish for jason Kolkrak, high exposure play for us last week 32nd place finish the week before that had 29th place finish at the farmers and a 56th place finish at the sony overall he's a top nine staff fit and really just once again, with him and like Sam Burns, if you can just knock off some of those bogeys, you're going to be in for a solid week. Um, effective greens gain, 48th in that, but you know, top 16 in total driving ball strike, and we like to see that, and he's putting the ball well. So if he can just get that ball to the green, he probably won't make that many bogeys. The worry with him and Sam Burns are not really the bogeys. It's more the big numbers with those two. So if they can avoid those big numbers, they're going to be quality plays for us this week. All right, guys, so now I'm moving down into the low tier. Once again, with the low tier, obviously, there's going to have reduced odds to make the cut. That's kind of why they're priced here. Typically, with the low tier, it's either they have high upside or they kind of lack upside, and that's kind of how they get priced here. So, like, someone like Cameron Tringali, we can see kind of why he's priced at this price point. He just doesn't have any course history. So, you know, that kind of takes away from the predictability. But other than that, you know, he's been in strong recent form. We look at those recent starts, 26th, 7th, 17th, 18th, 56th. That's obviously phenomenal. We look at his stat rank. He's third best in the field. That is phenomenal as well. Really, his only bad stat is total driving, 53rd in that. But everything else is, you know, T37 or better. So for me, Cameron Tringali is going to be worth the risk here. Not exactly sure we can end up on him in cash. But in terms of GPP upside, he does make a lot of sense for me this week. Then going down to Lanto Griffin, I actually do like a decent amount. Been in quality recent form. He has made four out of his last five cuts on tour. He made the cut here last year with a 36th place finish. Overall, he's a top 28 stat rank play. You know, if he plays his game like he should, you know, he's going to be a good play for us. At this price point, you know, it's fine. He's kind of a shoulder shrug play at this price point, but I really do like him as a play this week. So Charlie Hoffman has been kind of hit or miss. And I, at the start of the year, I kind of said, you know, Charlie Hoffman had an off year last year. I think he's going to have kind of a career resurgence year. And that seemed to be true really up until that little back injury that he had. I believe it was a back injury. Two straight withdrawals, which are the Farmers and the American Express. Missed cut then at the Waste Management. Then he came back, had the seventh place finish, and then the 52nd at the Genesis. I think that week off is going to be good for him. And if that does hold to be true, he has great course history here. A 13th missed cut. 14th in a second place finish overall he's a top 16 staff fit ranks out 14th in the model so for me he's going to be worth the risk and i think what you guys are noticing here is that we really don't have any like strong 
cash plays to go off of this week. Now, maybe that would be someone like Matt Jones, who Matt Jones, who has been in a great recent form, 8th, 34th, 30th, 48th, 21st, and 11th place finish. So, you know, six straight May cuts, guys. That is phenomenal. Of course, history-wise, he only has one start here in the last four years, which was a May cut, a 47th place finish. Wish that was a little bit better. I wish his total driving and ball striking were a little bit better. I wish his strokes gain totals <laughs> were a little bit better, and I wish his effective greens uh, gain were a little bit better. All those rank, you know, around 70th on tour, which isn't bad, but he is ninth in bogey avoidance and 31st in total putting. So to me, he seems like a guy that will go ahead and make the cut. You know, for me, that's kind of it. You know, Luke List going to be a decent play, a GPP play, but there isn't any players that we can really hang our hat on in this price point range. There's some players that I'm fine with, like Grillo. I think he'll be fine. I think Adam Hadwin will continue to play well as well, but nothing to really hang our hat on. It's going to make this week difficult because we are just going to try to get lucky in this price point range, but we'll move on into the value tier because the value tier really isn't that bad this week as well. All right, guys, so now moving on to the value tier. I already have it sorted by their salary and by their percent likelihood to make the cut. So which golfers are actually, you know, over 50% likelihood to make the cut? We can see it's a pretty deep list this week, which is not normal. Um, very quality value plays this week. And I think the first one I want to start off with is going to be Patton Kazire. So to me, he actually popped up early on the Monday morning betting picks. If you guys want to check that out, I tweet that out. Um doesn't have good course history, two missed cuts, but that was in 2018 and 2017. Overall, quality recent form. I am okay with his recent form, but overall, he's a top seven stat fit as well. Um, 32nd in total driving, 25th in ball striking, uh, ninth in total putting, 58th in effective greens and regulation, and he hasn't been making that many bogeys. 44th in bogey avoidance. So for me, he's a guy that easily could go out and make the cut, and then if he does that, you know, he's going to be setting himself up, you know, for quality, possibly weekend being that good of a staff fit. And after that, I do want to touch on Matthew Naismith, 55% chance to make the cut. He is a very, you know, hit or miss play for us this week. So look at it guys recently, three straight top 20 finishes. That is phenomenal. He is a top eight stat rank play this week, six in effective greens and regulation, effective greens gain. Still got to get that third in um, strokes gain total. 48th in bogey points, 20th in total driving and ball striking. Really what's hurting him right now is the total putting. If he can just putt a little bit more effectively, he's going to have a better week. And 2020 was his first start here, missed the cut. You know, we don't like that, but, you know, in the value range, that's kind of what you're going to get. Then after that, you know, Kyle Stanley going to touch on him as a play. So overall, okay course history. Uh, missed cut in 2019, which was his most recent start. And then a 14th and a 17th place finish. That's phenomenal. You look at his recent form. All or five straight make cuts, and all of them have been, you know, T39 or better. We like to see that. You know, finishing a, above half of that week's event is, you know, quality. Um, overall, he ranks out 34th in the stat now, in the stat rank. Now, nothing really alarming too much 24th in bogey avoidance 19th in effective greens gained it could be a little bit better in total driving but 47th in uh ball striking 24th in bogey avoidance like i said so he can just putt better he's gonna have a fine week here you know i like the upside with him as a play but after that you know there's nothing i really want to hang my hat on um this week But that is all I have for you guys for the Core Plays video. Once again, the content schedule is going to be a little bit different. This was obviously the Monday preview slash Core Plays video. Going to get back into that kind of like I did last year. And then Tuesday morning, is we're going to come out with the betting 
podcast, betting picks for you guys as well. Going to cover that more in depth here. I think that's an opportunity for 985 to grow. And then Tuesday after that is going to be the fluff day. You know, the content where people don't really care, but they just kind of want to listen to golf picks. We'll give you guys sleeper picks, sleeper picks, even though we already know what those are. We'll give you guys the fades. And then we'll give you guys the shoulder shrug plays as well. Uh, we'll cover that. That'll be fluff day. It'll be Tuesday after the betting takes, which will be posted in the morning. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this video. If you did, please give me a like to subscribe. If you guys are interested in joining 9 to 5 Nation, the link is in the description below. $10 a month, best value in PGA DFS. All right, thanks for watching, guys.